Welcome to Intuitive Bites Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Ackerman, the Intuitive RD. I'm a non-diet registered dietitian and intuitive eating coach. My mission is to help women recover from diet culture and heal their relationship to food and body. Follow along as I speak with leading professionals in the field and explore concepts of intuitive eating, health at every size, and body liberation. Hey guys, welcome to episode 159 of Intuitive Bites. Today I'm chatting with Deanna, who you may know from Instagram as at Dietitian Deanna, and we are talking all about postpartum body image. This is a continuation of my episode from a couple weeks ago on this topic, but today we get Deanna's perspective on all of it, and I'm very excited to share this one with you guys, and just keep the conversation going because this is an important topic and definitely one that I'm very interested in these days. So uh, don't hesitate to reach out to me on Instagram and share your thoughts. Uh, send me a DM. I'd love to kind of have more of a conversation with you. Uh, and also, if you are looking for one-on-one intuitive eating coaching support, I am accepting applications right now. So you can go into the link in my bio on Instagram and submit that application. My handle is at the intuitive underscore RD. All right, let's go ahead and listen into my conversation with Deanna. All right, Deanna, we are good to go. I would love to start with you just introducing yourself and a little bit about the work that you do. Sure. I feel like I grew up on social media, but um, I became a mom on social media. I got married on social media. So over the past five years, I've really just grown my audience into nothing to over 300K across Instagram and TikTok. So you can find me at Dietitian Deanna. I love hanging out. Say hi. Um, But I have a one and a half year old. I have a team of 10 now. So I not only help women achieve food freedom and a simple relationship to food in my program, Food Freedom Breakthrough. Um, I also have a entrepreneur program for health professionals to help them start and scale their online business. So it's busy here, but we've got lots of help. And I'm excited to talk about the shift into motherhood. I was, was just telling Kirsten how much I was scared as an entrepreneur and a dietitian to shift as a female into like, I have to be a mom. Like the the term was just so weird for me and I never had that maternal instinct. So if you're listening today and you're like, I always wanted to be a mom or um, like, I just never had that like calling in life. I always knew that I also still wanted a career, which we were talking a little bit about. So like the identity shift was huge for me. And then figuring out, I did a lot of work with postpartum uh, physical therapists. I was really strong on my opinion of not starting exercise for a good three months after. Um, My eating was like, I did a lot of podcasts on that. So I'm excited to talk about that. And I went back now that my daughter, anyway, so I'm excited to be here. I really, really am. I think it's so needed. So I'm so happy you're and honored you're having me. Yes. I'm so glad like hearing you talk just briefly about it. I'm like, okay, this was, this was perfect. This was a good conversation. Um, the right person to have it with. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think like postpartum, I've just been getting so many questions on this now that my twins are like almost six months and I, you know, share pictures and stuff like that. And everyone's like, please give content on postpartum, like both eating and like, just like the shifts that happened there, but like, especially body image and just all the expectations around that. And like you mentioned as well, exercise and movement. I feel like there's people feel like this urgency to kind of get back on that. So I guess let's just like have you briefly speak to, you know, what contributes, I guess, in the body image front to difficult body image 
postpartum? I think it could be a million things. Number one, I think seeing another female bounce back or lose like the bounce back culture or lose all the weight from breastfeeding and feel like this is my like ticket. This is my magic pill is breastfeeding. So I can lose all the weight and look the same. And I, I think I was so scared. I was, would ask all moms, like, do you feel like you look the same? I think I was so nervous about looking different too, that you're like, what will my, I think you just don't know, right? Like you potentially have somebody like Wolverine open your vagina to like (laughs) have this child, right? I actually heard Amy Schumer say that. And I was dying laughing at her comedy show um, about pregnancy. And she had a C-section and um, how she was on Ozempic and how she decided to not be on Ozempic because she felt like she was too thin and she couldn't even play with her year she has a son. Anyway, um, I think it's just so unknown what our bodies will do because some moms, like for me, seeing some moms who look exactly the same after, like, you know, even if I like squeeze my stomach, like the skin is there, right? Like my stomach will never be perfectly flat after postpartum. And I think like whatever we want to call it, the uterus or that pouch down there, which I think that's been disproven that it's the uterus. I think your uterus is like a little farther back, but I just think (laughs) like, and and I don't know how you feel. I mean, you're a little bit fresher than I am where the, the shift to exercising to feel good and like the difference for me where before it might've been like aesthetic goals. Now it really is like, I want to be able to, you know, show my daughter, what a healthy relationship to exercise looks like, how I love walks instead of intense cardio and how I treat and look at my body in pictures in the mirror instead of um, like before, you know? And yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. I'm definitely like, I feel like I'm still like sorting out what movement looks like for me now. I wasn't like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I think going back to what you were saying, the unknown, like, I feel like that is just like, a theme for all of this and like that is definitely on the exercise front too like I I think I didn't know what to expect and I'm still navigating like where do I even fit in movement I mean I have I have again it's almost six months old twins like it is just like really weird navigating not only like what movement do I enjoy and like and want to do but what fits in and how does that fit in and and what does it look like to make time for that so like you said I can I can model that to my kids because I want to do that but it's there's just so much to figure out in so many different ways. And I feel like looping back to the body image thing, I think that a lot of this stuff, the, all the unknowns and all the change and the transition can end up being kind of thrust onto our bodies. And like there, we have a lot of fixation there and the change that's happening to our bodies as we're navigating change in all of these areas of our life. So it can kind of turn out that you're like focusing so much on what's going on with your body because you don't know how to deal with everything that's shifting. I remember when I was about your, your like six months postpartum, yes. I had shared a, a something that kept on coming up to me was um, like, I didn't want people to think I lived in my body. I wanted it to be like smooth and flat, not bumpy or curved. And this is something I kept sharing with my audience. And like now after creating a life, I wish I could go back and tell myself so many things of how hard on my body is. And then seeing yourself go through 
like the intensity, not, it doesn't have to be intense, but like having a child is so incredible. I remember afterwards, I was like, I am such a badass. And sometimes just having that thought stay in your brain for as long as possible can make you more positive about your body too. But um, I had just shared like, right. Like, why do we feel like we have to look like we don't live in our bodies and like, we haven't had a child. That's the most upsetting thing about postpartum is like people actually saying, I don't know if anyone's like heard this before, but like asking somebody like, you don't even look like you have a child. That could be so negative to somebody that right. has had a child, right? Like I I want to show that I've had a child. And so somebody, I think like people can say that to somebody. I don't know if anybody is like, if you've heard that before, but I think it can actually be really triggering if it was hard for you to have a child or, you right. know, it's like, uh, hell no, I did a lot of work <laughs> to yeah. have this child. Right. And know. like, why is that the goal, right? Why is the goal why? like something that happened that's amazing, like did not yeah. happen, you know? What exercise do you love? I, so, I mean, I would say prior to having the babies, like definitely like I had a yoga practice going on. I have okay. you know, did a lot of like spinning, things like that, that I really enjoy. Um, but it's, I honestly, I have a love for a lot of different types of movement. And I think that is quote unquote, my problem right now, because finding okay. space for all of the movement that I really enjoy is just not in the cards at this moment in this season. <laughs> I remember six months, I was still at home doing workouts for like 20 minutes because I was still breastfeeding. I think I breastfed until about seven months. And then I was like, I'm good. I made it to my six month mark that I wanted to. (laughs) So for me, it was still like the short 20 minutes. And then if I could get in like a 30 to 45 minute walk every day. So I think give yourself grace if you're six months postpartum where it will get easier, especially with we started daycare at about seven or eight months. Um, and that kind of, and again, not that you have to start daycare, but having a little time in your schedule to be able to do like 30 minutes instead of 20 minutes even was like huge for me or to go to a class at our gym, um, or go to a yoga class can be, so don't feel like six months postpartum is like it. (laughs) Like that is when I started feeling like myself again. Finally. That's really good to hear. That's really good to hear. Uh, What recommendations do you have for folks listening in terms of movement, since you are like, you know, a bit further out in terms of like finding movement that is not based in getting your body to look like it, whatever, right? Like finding movement that's like joyful and serves you. I think removing the numbers from it, removing the thought that I have to do this exercise to deserve food. I think removing the Apple watch, if you're turning that on, removing the tracking, the calories or tracking the movement in my fitness pal or whatever, Mm. withings, whatever app. Right. And a lot of this is work we do in my food freedom breakthrough program, but it's like removing a lot of that. Like, well, I have to do this because it changes my body or because it helps me deserve food or like I have to do this in order to eat, or I have to burn a certain number of calories. So it's like removing all that to say, Mm-hmm. what am I present in and what actually makes me feel good and excited before, during, and after, like, what do I feel good doing dur- during what do I feel good dur- doing after. And yeah. I think to always tell yourself, you're going to love exercise. Right. I think like sometimes we have to motivate ourselves a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not punishing yourself or pushing yourself. Motivation is different than punishment totally. for me. So 
Absolutely. And I think like, for me, when I think of that, I think about like, what is the, what is your goal, right? It's punishment if the goal is potentially, you know, I'm, yeah, potentially if it's something that is rooted in like shame, I'll just say, right. Whereas if the goal is something that's rooted in like self-care and health and, and supportive goals, I think then pushing, pushing yourself there or finding ways to support yourself through that with motivation is a really positive thing. And I always, I love the recommendation of trying to do some type of resistance exercise two times a week. The American Council on Exercise says that for women of mm-hmm. our age, for bone mass, for our metabolism, right? The more muscle mass we have, the stronger that can be too. So not stressing out over it has to be going to the gym and lifting weights, but can I do something like a body weight resistance Pilates class today? And yeah, I think there's a lot of good, like body positive or neutral workout routines out there now as well. Totally. I know I'm like, I actually have never, I don't, I haven't looked at the app because I think it does require a subscription, but there's like the join app J O Y N and it's very body positive has like instructors of all sizes, things like that. So that's, that's a good one. Um, for exercise and movement and thinking about like having a more positive relationship to what you're choosing. I like asking people like, what is the type of movement or exercise that you consider in your mind, like not to count, like it doesn't count. Yeah. And I kind of like starting there, like maybe, you know, we can kind of build from that, but like, what goes, what comes up in your mind when you're like, oh, that doesn't even count. And that actually might be movement. That's a really, it's a good place to start because it's not connected to that punishment thing. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I also think just in that time, you might get cleared at six weeks. And I was actually really upset and disappointed in my six week postpartum appointment. My doctor was like, you're good. You're good to go. And I was like, I'm good to squat. I'm good to run. I'm good to every, right. Right. And I was like flabbergasted. She was like, you're good. You're good. You're good. And then I decided like, I I don't feel good. I didn't feel good. And I experienced just to tell you, yeah. And honestly, I feel like a lot of women do. And I, I think a lot of women, and some of my friends would be like, I just can't wait till that six, six week mark. And I was like, I'm going to give myself a full 12. And even I went to this. So if you're listening and you're thinking about that six or it stresses you out to take six weeks off of exercise, mm-hmm. number one, you should have done some work before postpartum. <laughs> right. Um, and I think it just needs to come back to my physical therapist told me a good eight to 12 weeks is truly what most women need. I wouldn't recommend six weeks. And I even had like pubic synthesis, um, which I don't know. I mean, having twins, I'm sure you had a lot. Like I didn't like get diagnosed with that, but yeah, yeah. I had a lot of pelvic pain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's how I felt. So like, it's kind of when the cartilage is stretched out, like around your vagina and your bone, your pelvic bones are rubbing. So for me to heal, that was my number one thing that I was doing like dead bugs and stuff like that. So I'm not a physical therapist, but get one, get yes. one. Postpartum. I don't know if you did, but a pelvic floor, physical therapist, a postpartum one search for in your area, ask the moms in your area. I got a recommendation from a local friend. I don't yes. know if you did, but it like, I did it. Pre- I did it, um, during pregnancy. I haven't done it okay. postpartum, but yeah, definitely recommend as sure. well. I mean, it's such an act of self-care, right? And it's like getting back into movement is a goal for you. Like do it in a way that's being kind to your postpartum body. Yeah. Um, love that. Okay. So I guess like something else you mentioned a lot earlier in this conversation that I want to touch on again is like the variety and experiences 
that people have just with their body and body changes postpartum, right? You mentioned like, sometimes you can like look around at other women's bodies postpartum, like, oh, wow, it like, it looks like their body didn't change. I think first of all, when you're looking at it from the outside, instead of it being your body, you see it very differently. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I th- yeah. Yes. <laughs> Whereas some women will body. always hide their extra skin, right? Or right. some women will not tell you that they've gotten lipo or are on those. Like there are so many advantages that other people might be using that maybe you are not. So stop comparing. Exactly. Right. Advantages that they might be using that like would not serve you or be supportive for you at all. And, and you don't actually know what they're doing, but there's also just a variety in people's bodies. And like, it, you know, some people breastfeed and like, whatever their weight goes down. Some people breastfeed and their weight goes up or stays the same or whatever. And just yeah. like finding some awareness that like, if your body's not doing what someone else's body is doing, it's not because you're doing something wrong. Which is literally impossible for women who are really hard on themselves that are probably listening to this, right? Like most of my clients have such negative self-talk so hard on themselves. They feel like they're the exception. They're the ones that have to do something different than, right? Like eat the different foods. I just think it's like the way we were raised or or bred. Mm -hmm. So I think it's so hard. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I guess like on the postpartum body image front and like just navigating body changes postpartum what tips do you have like do you have any like whether it's self-talk related or like an exercise like a mental exercise people can do or journal prompt like what comes to mind that might be helpful for that person listening I do think um I actually asked my audience today like what has helped you the most (laughs) preparing for this what has helped you the most with your body image postpartum and I i I think it's still like back to some of the simple things of finding new bodies to inspire you and realize like your body can be sexy and hot and like all the words that you want to feel without being the same size you were. Right. And I I think even for me being around women who are like, I went up a size, like it's not a big deal. And for me to share that with my audience too, of like, it's going to be okay that you're not the same size. Like nobody really gives a shit about what number is in your clothes. So just buy the next pair of jeans. If you love those jeans, get them again in the size bigger. Like nobody freaking wants to feel like they're being cut in half or like there's just a difference in your body, right? Like maybe your hips widened and you just need a different size. It doesn't mean that you are a failure. So I think that is a big part of it. And I also think it's, yeah, like finding inspiration in different ways with new bodies. Um, and I think a lot of times people just need to come back to how badass they are. And I think we forget that because we want to look like we didn't have children. Like we are so praised during pregnancy to have these beautiful bellies. And then the second we have it, it's like, hide the belly. Nobody can see it. So I just think it's like coming back to that, like remembering that Mm -hmm. and remembering that like your kids don't care. And that's probably like who you're trying to inspire anyway. They're not, they don't look at you and care that your stomach is flat or not or whatever. Yes. I love that. Right. I feel like if anything, like kids are going to have that, like, uh, just genuine curiosity and observation. Right. And like, we might take it through a certain lens when they notice things about our bodies or whatever, but it's like, they're just being totally neutral and observational. Um, But also what I'm thinking about too is like, 
at least for me, I think my view of myself has changed so much, even just in this six month journey postpartum so far. And like my, my role, right. As a mother. And like, this is, you know, a big part of my focus these days. And I think that really serves me in terms of my body image in this stage, because I'm valuing myself so much differently. And at the core of body image is how you value yourself. I think. I agree. There was something I actually found on TikTok and I'm the over there too, was like her talking about how more, much more positive she felt postpartum. And I feel like most women are like so shameful and trying to bounce back. And she was like, like postpartum completely made my view of my body change and it can be in a positive way. So me hearing that over and over again also helped. So I was really trying to be that to women, even though like my journey wasn't perfect either. It was like, mm-hmm. I, I literally feel so different about my body postpartum. Yep. And can that be your journey too of the the difference? Yeah. Yep. So helpful to just like hear, you know, different experiences. And I think that's to like, kind of start to wrap this up here. I think like talking with others about it, right? Because body image, yeah. another thing about negative body image experiences is like, it can feel so isolating. And the yeah. reality is that like, everyone, you know, all the moms around you have experienced it. So having these conversations, I think is helpful for everyone. I agree. I think the, like the days of babies being cute and like all, I would rather see like how my child has started, like kind of batting at me, like the, just the things that they do that you're like, is that normal? Am I struggling? Or is this just like being a mom and there's so much to still learn and you don't have to be perfect. And like food wise too, I don't know how you're navigating that. But for me, the first few weeks postpartum, I would like binge eat at night because I was not giving myself enough calories during the day. And I had that experience too. I had that too. Yes. Like breastfeeding made me so fucking hungry. Like if I was hungry during pregnancy, I was even like double the hunger. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though at the end of pregnancy, like you're so big, like you're, you're not hungry anymore. So it probably just feels like you're a lot hungrier. So eating a really big breakfast, like eating, not a salad for lunch, like a really filling lunch, having snack, like I would eat a lot of snacks. So eating every two hours was something I was doing. So if you're listening to two dietitians talk about this and are like confused about postpartum eating, definitely make sure you're eating enough. I, I think it, they say it's 500 calories with breastfeeding, but I think it's more, it felt more to me. And I felt like I I had to really front load my day so that I wasn't continuing to get like be starving at night. So I hope that I don't know if you have any tips with the nutrition, but that was, I, I just second all of that. And I guess I just will add like that part of the reason that it can be so hard to get in so much earlier in the day is because you're just like, your life is being thrown into like (laughs) chaos. Right. And it's, and that's what I found. It's like, it's not like I didn't know that I, you know, should be eating a lot throughout the day and, and needed that for myself. I knew that, but I didn't have the mental capacity to think about it. So if you are, especially if you're like expecting, like thinking of ways to prepare for that and like have lots of food available, it's going to be quick and easy to grab. But if you're in this postpartum phase, just like a reminder that if you're finding yourself like binging or overeating at night, it's a very good sign that you need more earlier and thinking about like easy ways to get that in is helpful. Yeah. I think for me, preparing wise, I did like the freezer meals. I did the egg and cheese, tomato and spinach, like burrito wrap ups. I made like 20 of those. So even like a little bit of that, 
I have some videos on that too. A little bit of that can help. And then also like in your changing table area mm. or wherever you breastfeed, having snacks so that when you're breastfeeding, you're not like s- stuck and trapped <laughs> and like perfect bars or a life savior for me during that time. I mean, there's so many snack ideas, but yes, quick, easy, one-handed snacks are great. Yeah. Um, Deanna, yeah. thank you so much for everything you've shared here. I feel like I just want to keep talking about this forever. Um, but can you please share where people can find you, what you have to offer to support people, all of that good stuff. You can find me at dietitian Deanna that if you're, if you're not a dietitian, I think everyone tries to include a C in that somehow, but it's two T's <laughs> dietitian, Deanna, D-E-A-N-N-A. You can find me on Instagram, on TikTok, or, uh, we have a lot of blogs. Um, my book list on dietitian, I also have a podcast deets D E A T S a play on like eating with Deanna. Um, so come say hi, if you listened and love that my, my, 12 week process to work with me is called food freedom breakthrough. So you can get on the wait list for our fall program, um, at all of those locations too. Amazing. Thank you so much again for everything you've shared today. It's been great. I know it's been so fun. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited for your listeners to, sh- to hear this. All right, guys, that's a wrap on episode 159. You can find Deanna on Instagram at Dietitian Deanna if you want to hear more from her. And definitely do not hesitate to submit an application for my one-on-one coaching program. I'm accepting applications right now. The link is in my bio on Instagram, which is at the intuitive underscore RD. All right, guys, have a good rest of your week, and I will talk to you soon.